Imagine you just move to a new country. You get your apartment, you get your internet set up, you know where the supermarket is. Well, what next? Just how do you find a church or get connected to a small group here in Nuremberg, Germany? Welcome to our podcast, the ICF Lounge. We are a community of people living in Germany. We come from different parts of the world, and this is a space where we come together to share our stories in the name of Jesus. I am hanging out at the lounge today with two beautiful ladies. They have both been with us for quite some time and are a very core part of our community. They both have this glow and beautiful smile that just make people feel very comfortable with them. Rachel and Paola, welcome to our show. Hi, thank you. Very happy to be here. Great to be here. Thanks for having us, Joanne. Well, Paola is actually the brain behind this podcast. It was it was her idea, so <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, please, don't say that. It was just an idea and you and Fred are doing the hard job. Well, Rachel and Paola, why don't you start by telling us about you and how do you end up in Germany? My husband, Gustavo, most of you know uh, him. Uh, he he got an opportunity to work here in Germany and this was uh, end of 2016 and we were like, wow, that's big, right? That's so different and okay, let's think about it. And actually something happened in Brazil. I, again, most of you already know, I will, I will just leave this topic for Gustavo so he can tell you uh, <laughs> when he's here. But yeah, it's kind of God sent us here and then we came to Germany. Yeah, so I'm Rachel. Um, I'm working on becoming a global citizen, but actually I'm just American. <laughs> and I, you know, I moved to Germany for my job, actually. I graduated university and I really found, um, I would say, my dream job here. And I really believe the Lord opened the doors to get me here. And it's been fun. It's been a good journey. That was over three years ago, actually. Well, neither of you speak a word of German when you first came here. Tell us about that experience. That must have been a challenge for you. And, and how did you overcome it? Yeah, definitely a challenge, a big one. Um, Well, I didn't speak, actually, I just speak very simple English when I arrived here. I just knew how to introduce myself and to ask for basic information in a store, you know. And ICF was really important for me regarding this topic, like making friends, because we were very welcome at the church and most of our friends are from ICF. So, and of course, international community in the beginning was a key point for us. So yeah, this was like summarized our our beginning, making friends here. And after that, learning German a little bit, but still not very good. Four years after, it's still not good, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Paula, it's funny. I never realized that you considered yourself at such a basic English level when you first moved here. I know it was a little bit after that I moved and met you, but um, yeah, she's definitely like a language here and don't let her fool you she's got several certificates in German and is very functional um I think learning German like here's what makes the difference making friends when you move here it's like if you move totally on your own or if you kind of move in with a group so when I moved here I was part of this trainee program at work so there's a lot of other young adults that move from all around the world and we were kind of in this together and I think that that could also happen for example if you come and you're studying or you come 
come for, I don't know, some other project or something um, versus someone who just moves in and has zero connection to anyone. So I was super fortunate in that I had a lot of English speaking friends um, through colleagues, but also through ICF. Um, I think definitely like my longest lasting friendships that I've had since I've moved here are really the ones that I made through ICF. And then you start to build um, the German language and I'm not fluent now for sure, but I'm functional and it's really rewarding when you can have those um, just conversations and actually get to know people in German. But also, you know, in Germany, everyone takes English in school from a very young age. And while they might say, I speak a little bit of English, actually, they're pretty probably super fluent in English. That's so, true. That's um, totally true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like also like on all of those calls you make for your Wi-Fi or whatever, like do you speak English? No, but actually just keep speaking English and then they'll respond to you because they will understand. So, I mean, it definitely comes in summary, it comes with its challenges for sure. And it helps to have someone um, to speak in a language that you know with, but um, yeah, it works out. <laughs> I, I was just thinking that my situation uh, was very different because I came here as a wife, let's say, because Gustav came here to work and I just, okay, let's go, <laughs> of course, as a couple, right? And I just started with German classes and, you know, this simple routine. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, different uh, experience. So you both mentioned German classes is a good place to start a Church also is a good place. You mentioned Rachel ICF. So how did you both find out about ICF in the first place? Uh, Google. <laughs> Honestly, okay. whoever manages our SEO at ICF is pretty great because they were the first result that came up when I was typing in like, oh, English speaking churches. <laughs> um, That's how I find it too. How yes. I find ICF as well. <laughs> It's great. I mean, I didn't want to go to an only English speaking church because um, I want to get a little more involved with the culture and the language as well. Um, but yeah, just Google. <laughs> For us, what's different? Dav and I, we were walking on the street and we saw the ICF store and it was written something in English. <laughs> church is a lifestyle. Exactly. And we, we thought, okay. This church should be more international as they have something in English written on the door. And, and then, then we Google it and we just check the service time for the next Sunday. And this was really, really nice. Again, uh, God working in our lives because we saw the time. Okay, let's go there next Sunday. And we went there and it was exactly the Sunday with international and English service. Uh, we, we don't have this anymore, but back then the church uh, used to do that once a month, right, Jane? Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and we were like, oh, so we came exactly in this <laughs> Sunday. And we were so, like, we felt so welcome and we already knew and met lots of people and very nice people so yeah that's how we found icf <laughs> great timing well, we can have sophisticated seos and search on the internet or a old-fashioned street sign also work right? exactly just go for a walk and pray because before we came here we were uh, searching for basic things as you said in the beginning apartment we were checking google maps to see where's the the city center and this kind of things and we were also thinking we should find a church right so we can yeah we have this place to 
keep uh, seeking God and yeah we, we, we had a church in Brazil as well so it, it was for us something important to, to find and we actually Google it uh, one church and we visit the church before we, we, we see ICF store and it wasn't exactly our profile it was nice but not for us let's say and then we found <laughs> ICF like this and uh, for me it was for sure uh, an answer you know for our prayers to, to find a church good yeah actually started with prayer and so after you Rachel did a Google search or you saw the sign you come in and then you check it out but what makes you decide to stay and now even serve in this church yeah so it's uh, Google that brought me here but actually it's Joanne that made me stay <laughs> no not a hundred percent but really um I remember walking in, you know, especially as just a single individual, you can slip in and out of places pretty easily. But um, not when Joanne's there. She spotted me the first service I visited and, you know, we chatted and she got my number and um, introduced me to some people. It was nice. But also like the next week, I remember you messaged me I'm like, hey, how are you? We have this international community. And I just really felt like these are genuine people. These are people that actually care about people. And I think, you know, that's the most important thing that I was looking for in a church is I just want something that's very real. You know, we don't have to align on every single belief about theology. Um, you have your core values. And like Paula said, like you find a church that, you know, fits you and that the Lord um, will speak to you about. But essentially it's about building community with people and doing life with them. And I felt like um, it was just very honest, very real, you know, as well as the service itself, Pastor Danny and the way the way that things were run, the beliefs I aligned with. But I think the people are what made me stay. And then when it comes to giving back, ICF has given me so much. You know, I think about that first year that I came and the friends that I made and the way that everyone welcomed me and really helped me feel at home here. Um, and I just wanted to give back to that. You know, ICF has given me friends, experiences, burnished my kitchen at a certain point through someone giving me dishes. Um, it's even given me my uh, current roommate who is amazing. Uh, she moved in last November. A lot of you know Heejin. And, you know, I met her through ICF and it's just been amazing to see all the things that the Lord provides. So I just feel so filled up by this community and I really wanted to give back to that and create moments for other people to experience what I've experienced. I agree 100%. I would say for me, it's uh, people, exactly as you said, Joanne and everybody else there. In the beginning, guys, I was so afraid. Uh, I think I, I didn't mention it was my first international trip. <laughs> you know, I never um, I, I never was in, in Europe before. So I was so afraid. And ICF and especially the guys from international community, I don't know, it was a safe place for me. Yeah. That's why I keep I keep going, and I I decided to to stay, and we feel very comfortable there. And uh, Rachel, you said two words for me is uh, keywords: honest and real. Uh, as you said, Pastor Danny and all the leaders and everybody. I I feel this transparency, you know, like this real life going on, and yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm so happy that you you pointed that out. I, I think that's also what's attracted me to this church, and it's also one of our values is to be authentic. So authentic, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies, for sharing your experience. Let's go into our game segment. Let's play a little game. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, Joanne. But I don't know what you had planned, actually, Paola. And I thought it would be a great idea to play a game with you. With me? Yeah, Joanne. It's time for you to answer something and not just ask. <laughs> I thought I'm the host. What's going on? <laughs> you okay, are okay. the host, and I'm sure that's why you know our great community would love to learn a little bit more about you if um, they haven't gotten the chance to, like we have. <laughs> so okay, <laughs> what do you have in mind? <laughs> Sorry for your plans, but here's the game. We will both give you some words, and your job is to respond as quickly as possible with the first. Thing that comes to your mind uh, whenever we say a certain word to you. Okay. First thing that comes to my mind. Okay. 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 Ready? Yeah. USA. Me. (laughs) (laughs) Brazil. Paula. (laughs) Very creative. A dream. A dream. A dream. (laughs) The hard one. (laughs) Just one dream. (laughs) Something you dream about. Family. Mm. Yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So good. An inspiration. Brian Stevenson. He's the uh, lawyer attorney that helps deaf inmates in the U.S. Mostly innocent ones. And yeah, Brian Stevenson. Wow, that's inspiring. A place. Germany. (laughs) (laughs) Fair, fair. Mm, Lockdown. Gaining weight. (laughs) (laughs) A season. Spring. Spring, good. Good choice. I, I would used to say summer. I used to be a summer girl, but now I'm just, I'm getting old. I'm like, too hot. Spring. <laughs> so, I think we're all ready for that after this winter. Yeah. Okay, last few ICF. Community. Woo. International community. International community. <laughs> yes, I can use the words. Yes. Next one, Germany. So football. <laughs> <laughs> football. <laughs> Last torture, hobby. Cooking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. We all love that about you. That's why we are very lucky because, oh my God, if you never try giant food, (laughs) you should. That's why we miss lunch after church on Sundays. (laughs) True. Well, thanks for the curveball, ladies. Thanks for playing. (laughs) That was a fun game. So you both are leading a life group. In fact, you're leaving... You're co-leading a life group. But first, tell us, for some of us who may not be in a life group, what is exactly a life group? So life groups are um, something that ICF does. I'm sure a lot of other churches have it under various names. But, you know, you have a big service on Sundays. You can meet people there. But where you really build deep relationships is in smaller groups. So we have divided ourselves into smaller groups. And in previous times, we would meet at each other's homes and have different topics. I think there was a life group at one time that was focused on like couples and then one that did like a very academic like Bible study or another one that went through a book that they all chose together. But basically, we just meet outside of church, build deeper community and essentially do life together. Yeah, doing life together. I like how you put it. Some people simply say a small group as well, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you both have very busy lives, right? Babies, busy jobs. What makes you want to commit to lead a life group? 
Disclaimer, Paola is the only one with a baby here. <laughs> okay, uh, yes, when I started leading a life group, I didn't know I wasn't busy. <laughs> Just know now because I have a baby. <laughs> I think it's a fair, I think it's a fair statement. We were in a life group without being uh, leaders before and it was so special for us. It was really, really nice. It made a lot of difference in my life. And yeah, I think I can say in our life here as a couple as well. And I was thinking back then that I, I want to do something for God. And I thought that leading a life group could be a good idea. And you said like, oh, busy life. Sometimes we think, I don't think I have enough time for that. I would just, you know, keep doing my stuff uh, but back then I, I was thinking and this is this is kind of a testimony for me because when I was uh, thinking and worrying about life group and worrying about people and about receiving them uh, at my place and preparing some food you know like just being uh, occupied by that afterwards even though I was like okay I'm tired now because it's a Tuesday or Thursday night and uh, now I need uh, you know to clean because we receive people here but it was so good for my heart you know like even though sometimes it's a uh, bit busy it was and it wasn't it is very very good for me and for my heart and I feel that sometimes you worry too much about yourself and you actually cannot handle and then you decide to do something for God and then God just works in your own in, in your life you know at the same time and the things just flow better so I think that's why I decided to lead and I really love to lead a life group or co-lead, let's say, because it's very good to co-lead as well, because sometimes you cannot do anything and then you have uh, your friends to, to help and yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. I have a lot of similar motivation as Paola. So I was also in a life group in the past. And like I said before, I just wanted to give back to the church. And I felt like that was the space that I wanted to do it in. Um, at the point when I started co-leading, you know, it was actually a great opportunity. I had been in China for like six months as a work project. And then I came back and, you know, I'd been in a life group with Paola and Gustavo before. And And we did a bit of reshuffle and they kind of wanted to lead. Um, and then our life group is actually kind of unique. You know, we have Paula Gustavo and we also have um, Steffi and Kat and then myself. So we have five leaders, which, you know, seems like a lot. But in the end, it kind of gave us all the courage to start because I didn't feel like I was in a place of enough spiritual maturity, let's say, to or <laughs> maturity <laughs> to lead a life group on my own. Um, And I didn't really feel at peace about that in my heart, but the Lord kind of opened this door for us to co-lead together. And, you know, you have time for what you make time for. And I wanted to make time to give back because I feel like it's quite easy to become quite selfish about your life, you know, especially if you, you are someone who's living on your own or in a different place away from your family. You don't have these certain people or things in your life that you're just supporting. Your life just kind of becomes about you. So I wanted to give back a bit. And it's been really cool to see how we all have led together and we all have different strengths and could kind of support each other through that. And it wasn't something that was really a burden. Um, 
yeah, it could be tiring sometimes, but we all just support each other through it. And I thought it was quite cool that you can, I don't know, contribute without being exhausted by it. It's just like such a healthy relationship. Um, yeah. Can we say hi to our life group? <laughs> yeah, do a yell out. <laughs> yes. Hi, life group. We love you guys. <laughs> we love you so much, really. And although we're like technically the leaders, like let's be honest, you all inspire us in all the ways. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Also, I really also like what you said. Hey, you can also start with co-leading if you're worried about committing and just too nervous about starting a brand new group. Hey, start with co-leading it with somebody, somebody that can have this walk with you. Yeah, exactly. Because, for example, I never felt like I led something. You know, I was just open my 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 place door and receiving people, and we sit and we talk. <laughs> That's it's it. so true. Yeah, I think sometimes the term leading is so scary, right? Yeah, yeah. and like honestly, it's not like you get a promotion at your job or something. Like you progress in the church, you join a life group. You become a life group leader, then you, I don't know. It's really not like that. And I wouldn't say that I've at all, uh, in quotation marks, arrived having become a leader. I think, you know, in the midst of being a leader, I've had some of my, you know, most challenging moments in my faith. But then I've been supported again through that really authentic atmosphere. Paulo and Gustavo especially have just been such amazing anchors in my life. And I think, you know, just to echo back to the podcast we had before with Amos, talking about like doubts and faith it's such a real place to be able to share your your real self whereas on a Sunday morning or even at a big ICF um, internationals group you know it's just not the place to have those conversations so tell me what are some of the challenges and also some rewards of being a life group leader I think one of the challenges is just the basic accountability, but that's also kind of why I signed up for it. You know, you have to be prepared for your meetings and actually be the one with the motivation and the organization to make things happen. You can't just kind of like <laughs> lurk in the background. And yeah, so that would be a challenge, but it's also one of the best parts, I guess. So maybe I answered the question, <laughs> both questions in one. Now we come to our last question. Considering the past year, we all know the challenges with lockdown and, and everything. How has life group interaction changed for you? Yeah, it changed a lot because when you can't meet in person, it's tricky, right? Yeah. I guess what do you do to stay connected as well with the new situation? Yeah, online meetings, right, Rachel? I mean, yeah, let's be honest. We didn't have the perfect structure when we went online or we, when we couldn't meet. I mean, we all really love being together. I think a lot of us do. Um, but we found our ways just in the beginning. We did a lot of meeting online, tried to keep it kind of the normal structure. But also one of the best parts about our life group is we have two babies. So they came last year. <laughs> um, also disrupted our schedule a bit in the best way. Um, and now we keep up through just a call like every two weeks or so just to catch up to pray together you know a lot of us spend our time all day on our phones or our laptops and 
it's a lot <laughs> to have a whole like long meeting in the same structure that maybe we used to when we were in person, but we like to keep up. And I think for me personally, just meeting individuals one-on-one for walks or whatever, and really living out that life, <laughs> life group part of it where we're, we're doing life together. And um, I think we could all stay connected a bit more, but I think, I think I should stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what I think it's uh, great about our life group is that it's not it's not a new life group, so we already know very well each other. And even though we are not meeting as before, I feel at least I feel that I still have my life group there. You know, like I know they are there. I know they they think about me. I know they pray for me. Sometimes we yeah we message, and then as Rachel said, we connect to update and to pray and this kind of thing so yeah we already have a strong relationship i think and the lockdown of course it's bad because we cannot stay together but we we know we are we are still there yeah caring for each other and if we need something we we have uh, friends in our life group <laughs> ready for us yeah that's great yeah, I think have. that's so true it's almost like you know I almost think of it like being my family who are in the US like I don't see them all the time I don't have a weekly meeting with them but they're my family and whenever we do talk it's natural and whenever we come together it's great well great that you have such a good foundation thank you so much for sharing well thank you so much Rachel and Paola for being our guest today Thank you for serving so faithfully in our in our community. I enjoy your sharing very much. This podcast is produced by Fred and I'm your host. My name is Joanne. We hope that through our conversation, you can learn more about our community and be encouraged in some ways. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe and follow us for more insights and stories from our community. I'll see you next time.